1: It is Sunday the 27th of December and it is half past seven and we are in the Rugby Dungeon. Yes, we are. Uh, I'm I'm assuming, lads, this will be a a kind of select band of people who listen to this one because I know a lot of people listen on their commute and whatnot.
2: Well, I'm guessing the whole of Colon Bay Rugby Club will be listening, as I've told them all I'm going to speak about is Colon Bay Rugby Club. <laughs> uh, I went there for oh, my great. annual five hours of Colon Bay Rugby Club yesterday, of which I remember very few of them.
1: Sure. Well, <laughs> if, that, if that's what's in store on the podcast, we just pack it in now. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, not a bad idea. Not a uh, bad idea.
1: All right, otherwise, let's uh, hands in and pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. Well, it's, it's one of those it's that weird period between Christmas and New Year where you're not really sure what day it is or what what's going on. Is it a bank holiday? Is it a weekend? Who cares? We've just watched a whole weekend of brilliant rugby, and that's what we're going to talk about on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast that you can get on Acast on iTunes, and you can find us at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. I'm Tim. That's JB. Good day, Tim. And that's Phil. Hi, Tim. Right, I I think we should have full disclosure at this point and and just admit we haven't all watched all the rugby because we've been travelling between families. Oh, we've got the theme tune going again, Jay. Stop that. There we go. There we go. Uh, Because we've all been (laughs) travelling... We've all been travelling between family and um, Phil's family have been dealing with floods and stuff. You You live on a hill, don't you? No one I know was affected, yeah. Um, But very, very close to
3: both... Uh, my parents and the in-laws. There was some pretty so pretty- some people you don't know got flooded
1: who were in close.
3: <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, I was
2: dealing with exactly the same thing thing this weekend. Yeah, close proximity, <laughs> yeah. but but no one I know personally.
1: Uh, but we haven't seen all the rugby. But there's plenty we can talk about. But first off, how was, your, how was your Christmases, gents? Very good. I spent two
3: days with the in-laws, eating a lot, drinking a lot of whiskey with uh, my girlfriend's father. More whiskey than I think I've ever drank in my life, in wow. fact,
2: because I'm not a big whiskey drinker. Or drinker. Or, or, or indeed, big drinker. But quite good. Yeah, I feel like I've been stumbling from one dr- drunken episode to another. Uh, <laughs> Christmas Eve was very heavy. Christmas Day is sort of sobered up. Yesterday was just, uh, was just unbelievably good fun. Although, I was a little bit disappointed. Coleman Bay always play their games. So when I moved up to, when I moved up to Manchester, the one thing I noticed is how soft the Northwest clubs are in terms of the pitches they play on so Colm will play on pitches which it, it, they would make Broughton Park cry Broughton <laughs> Park will not play on even an inch even an inch of standing water just not interested it's dangerous it's not dangerous it's, what if someone drowns if you drown in an inch of water you, you deserve to die <laughs> there is there is no point in having you <laughs> so I, I was a little bit, bit disappointed that I didn't get to play yesterday Oh, so you're supposed to have a game? Yeah, we do it every year. Ah, well, there there might be a, a game at Sedgwick Park
3: tomorrow. Which oh, well, I, which I might be playing in. I might. Oh my th- word! Wow.
1: Out, Phil, out of retirement.
2: Well, I would uh, l- <laughs> this is this is for like a, a very gentle re- retirement game. Oh, I'd love God. to go and watch you, but I'm watching Andy Powell play against RGC tomorrow.
1: <laughs> wow. RGC plug of the pod. Yep. Well done, Ding. Uh, I also have a Christmas present which we will be playing a game with I can't very wait for this.
2: soon. I genuinely can't wait. Exciting. Uh,
1: but there was there was plenty of rugby going on Boxing Day, and um, the, I mean the, the final game of the weekend, the one one between Harlequins and Gloucester, was an absolute humdinger. Big game eight. Uh, sorry. Who? <laughs> <laughs> no? Big game eight. <laughs> The
2: more I think about this, think about. right?
1: So, so if, if you've been on another planet and maybe weren't aware, the game at Twickenham, Harlequins, uh, tried to get you know marketed it as big game eight. When anyone else says it, all I hear is Big Gay Mate. I completely agree. I didn't even a notice l- a it. A large homosexual
2: friend. But do you know, I did think, <laughs> when I first heard Big Gay Mate, I thought, that's a bit of weird marketing. Why isn't it called Christmas Game or, you know, something which rolls off the tongue a little bit easier than Big Gay Mate? Uh, but actually, now I'm thinking about it more, I think there, there was a deliberate pun here to get people saying Big Gay Mate. Yeah. Do, do, do you reckon? Yeah, I do. I I because really I mean,
1: someone got in touch with us and said, Would you like some uh, some tickets for Big Game 8? And I, and I said to you, What? And yeah, you, I mean, you went, no. What, you what? Went, it's a rugby game at Twickenham, and I just assumed it was some like LGBT <laughs> exhibition match. Or Is something. that a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it does remind me. The only thing it reminds me of, do you remember when Susan Boyle launched an album? No. Yeah, and she used the hashtag yes. on Twitter. It was like Susan. Album Susan party. Album Party. Susan Album Party. Which is Stan Sue's anal bum party? <laughs> I have no idea. That there's, have see, you never seen no, that? Never seen. Hashtag.
3: That. Hashtag. hashtag Sue's, Sue's, anal, ba- Sue's anal. bum party. <laughs> I... Did you not get an invite? Did you see the uh, the one that Martin Bayfield tweeted today from the rugby paper? It was. A, it was oh yeah, I've seen it. A picture from the rugby paper. That, was that the title of the article was. Cox, spelt C-O-X. It Cox out to inspire more female refs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Martin
3: Bader yes. just tweeted that
2: said, it might help. <laughs> <laughs> no, might help, dot, dot, dot.
1: Excellent. But what a game it was. There was quite a lot of good rugby on show, I've, I've got to say. London Irish, an outstanding victory. I think they've turned a corner there, absolutely. Meanwhile, Bath, Northampton... Problems oh, Problems yes. um,
3: Northampton I mean Do you want to get into the game now Or do you want to go into it later Well
1: it. I, th- I think we should we, we we should scan across the games I mean I was okay. going to say just When you just look uh, uh, Holistically at the whole thing There was some exciting stuff Going on across the pond In Ireland as well
2: Oh there's a great result Right uh, I have I, not seen Any Irish rugby oh, Unsurprisingly
1: Go on Phil You can be our well, You can be our Pro 12 correspondent Connor who were uh, They were
3: pushing to go top of the Pro 12, at home Mm -hmm. against Ulster, who've been a bit up and down, particularly in the Pro 12, but on the back of two very good results in Europe um, against Toulouse. And the first 60 minutes was not pretty, generally pretty poor, so it was 3-0 after 60 minutes to Ulster. (coughs) Connacht then levelled it, but some continued pressure from Ulster led to Nick Williams scoring with about three or four minutes to go for an Ulster, vic- Ulster victory away. He's uh, not of... going to be in an Ulster shirt next year. He's not being be in a Cardiff Blues
2: shirt. Mm. It reminds me a little bit of the signing of Xavier Rush, but of course the other way around, because Xavier Rush is going to obviously go to uh, Blues, to Ulster, then Renegade, and, uh, and stayed in Blues. Yeah. The reason it reminds me is he's a big, solid ball carrier, big square man. He's, yeah.
3: he's a big, very good ball carrier. Very That's, square man. I think... So, I've just started reading a book called Sockonomics, uh, which is a Christmas present, mm. and it's talking about the economics of the transfer market in football. Okay. Um, and buying low, selling high. But you've almost got to sell players at their peak before they start to decline. And they've probably looked and said, well, Nick Williams is on very good money because he will be. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's playing very well. Which but he is. He's nearly 20 stone. He's 32. He can't continue.
1: Is he only thirty-two? I, thought, yeah. I would have thought more like forty-two.
3: <laughs> only thirty-two. He can't continue playing, carrying that weight forever. So I'm a bit sad to see him go, but I think mm. it's probably quite smart
1: rugby. The largest animals on earth: the blue whale, the elephants. They live. <laughs> they Nick Williams live for a long, long time. But they're not. Uh, Nick Williams is an explosive, destructive ball
3: carrier.
2: The blue whale is not an ex- mm. explosive, destructive ball will- carrier. I'd be willing to bet that Nick Williams doesn't la- doesn't last as long as a blue whale. I, 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 we, could, we, could, we could even start up the, the Nick Williams sweepstake now. Let's see what odds we get. His uh, his
3: diet is probably a bit more varied uh, and not as not as clean,
1: not as clean as a just krill. a blue whale <laughs> plankton. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right, so um, I, I'd say that uh, let's talk about London Irish then, because they're a team. They haven't had many televised games this season. They haven't had any wins this season. And that was a big, big turning point. Yes. Beating last season's let's, let's top, so. of, top of the table. Uh, I think more than anything, what, what I saw from that London Irish performance was real grit and, and a, a more of an 80-minute performance. They've looked good in patches, but they've never strung anything together. They've got a good back row. I like the look of their back row. Blair mm. Cowan and Trevor Anus. Yeah, Trevor
3: Anus was, was very good. He was very, he was, very good. He was all over the place.
1: and uh, and Matt Simons you know he's a ready made leader stepping in for George Skivington who's out for four months so uh, I I think London Irish it's one of those cliches isn't it they're too good to go down they've got too many good players to go down
2: yeah exactly I think um, Newcastle might be in trouble but I have a feeling that none of these teams will be going going down this year just a just a little just a hunch hunch. Something, something will happen they just seem like they all seem like they're too well established and too good I remember the year that Newcastle nearly went down. I think can't remember who's was going to come up. Maybe it was Rotherham. Okay. It was some. It was someone like that, and they just said, "Actually, no, you're okay. We'll probably keep Newcastle around." <laughs> and that was that. Well, this this game, Irish.
3: It's the best I've seen them play, but I didn't think they played anything particularly special. No. Like you say, Tim, it was grit and heart and mm. determination. Northampton, on the other hand. With the exception of Tamina Harrison Who was absolutely outstanding I mean he carried for twice as many metres As any other man on the pitch He was absolutely superb But besides that Northampton just looked devoid of any ideas mm. In the first half Besides that try in the 36th minute In the first half Their only break came from A miss pass that didn't go to hand And Ken Pisi scooped it up And the defence was flat footed That was their only incisive play I mean, everyone's talking about Alex King as potentially the next England attack coach, but based on the performances this season, mm. exactly with, what I was with the to say. quality. But like the names they have got in that back line, they've got two in- international tens, two international nines, international centre pairings, and international back three. They've got quality all over that back line, but they are just not. It's, it's like it, so they've all been there a few seasons as well. It's like they've just kind of. Met in the pub before, like it's almost like they're a barbarians
1: team where they're they're not quite in tandem, they're not play, they're not cohesive. They just I, met the night before. I noticed, like George North's body language, I think said everything in that game. You watched him, and he he looked frust- so yeah. frustrated. Yes, definitely. He was sort of he was getting past I think bad George North passes chucked his way, and he was he was really looking at wound up. He was getting more and more wound
2: I, up. By I feel it. this is a problem with George North's game for a while now. I think he's most frustrated with himself. Because he's just not playing like, well, like he thinks he should be playing, which he he should be playing a mixture of, you know, um, uh, Julian Surveyor and what's his name the the Australian the Australian, fo- the Australian Falau. Fo- yeah he should be like the mix of, the, mix, the of mix of those of, two the mix of the two best back three players in the world exactly yeah. he's not quite as powerful as Surveyor but he's a little uh, well but he's more powerful than uh, well
1: when we look back a couple of weeks to the win that Northampton had in the Premiership against Bath at the Wreck um and that was built on um on basically the scrum yep. but but fair play London Irish Tom Court and uh, Owen Franks yeah nullified that weapon that Northampton had and actually. You know, albeit Northampton had a man down, actually used it against him. And um, you know what? Fair play, London Irish. Equally, we've given them stick in previous years. Gloucester, with other teams dropping points, Gloucester are kind of creeping up a little bit, aren't they?
2: Yeah, this is one of those things, I think, where they've had not an easy run of games by any stretch but they have had a bit they have had some success in Europe they had a little little bit of success before their their two weeks in, in Europe and it just feels like they're getting, getting momentum now and a little bit more a little bit more confidence uh, the word spoke about the game though uh, by uh, what's his name the uh, director of rugby Harlequins Conor O'Shea, Connor O'Shea. Was, uh, was very, very telling. Um, Conor O'Shea basically said he thought that Gloss- the Gloucester game or the Gloucester performance wasn't wasn't particularly good. Harlequins should should have won it, and even more impressive, do you know Harlequins have picked up seven bonus points in seven games. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> hey, isn't
1: it? hey Phil, what's happened? You're getting
2: are you getting outfacted by this. Is just in, his, in fairness, it's just in his interview afterwards but there's, there's, there's things in that game which were very unusual for instance um, Rob Cook scored basically a wonder try I mean <laughs> uh, now, now if this... I, I, did, I didn't know Rob Cook had that kind of gas in him Rob Cook did not know that Rob Cook <laughs> had that kind of <laughs> <had> <laughs> gas in him I did
3: not know I didn't expect that he, he carried three or four Quinn's men over the line with
2: him It was superb Agreed. Uh, Now, if um, Johnny May had done that, we'd be saying that Johnny May is the best player ever to walk the earth, ever. Consistently world-class. We're already saying that. No, we're not. (laughs) I'm not saying that.
1: Uh, But this topsy-turvy season, you keep expecting, like, the... the like David Cameron um, talking about the floods he keeps sort of going oh it's an isolated incident um, because that suits his short term thing again we keep looking at the the premise what is this <laughs> no we keep lo- <laughs> what is I'm this I'm trying to get, I'm tying in topicality oh, with the wh- rugby is, please continue so this we keep looking every week and going yeah Bath Bath and Northampton they've been a bit dodgy but they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna sort themselves out soon it's just not happening it's becoming the trend not the yeah. exception
2: yeah really is. I actually had uh, Bath down to lose this game today uh, against Worcester. That, that's how down I am on on, um, on their season.
1: Yeah. Far from convincing, but I suppose a win's a win. It,
2: it is. You take it, win your home games, and uh, you'll do all right. I don't think Bath are going get, to get in the top four. I mean, as things no. done. they obviously won't get in the top four. But I don't see where they're going to pick up these extra points or where the performance is going to come from. Who'd your top four be?
3: Right, if you had to say it, at the end of the season, right now, based on form, the top four which are there now:
1: uh, Exeter, Saracens. Exeter, Saracens, Leicester, and I—I'd say Quins as well as that. You reckon? Quins are top four. They are a top four, aren't they? They are top uh, four currently.
2: Yeah, yeah they are. That—that that is a top four. Yeah, I think Tigers are doing enough. I think Exeter. There's
1: only seven games gone, eight, seven, eight games gone. I think Ex
2: The thing is, uh, maybe Exeter aren't worthy of second place, but they've done enough now to make sure that they get in the top four. Not to make sure, but to put themselves far enough ahead of the chasing pack to, to get in the top four. Harlequins, in fairness to them, are super efficient. Saracens, I think, are they might actually be redefining rugby. They are that good. Yeah. I, they are simply that... I, well, I, we've talked about it so much in recent oh, podcasts. I, we, we, don't need to go, we don't need to go over it again. I was watching your favourite player. Um, your two favourite two, two favorite players, it would seem. M- Mario Itoji... And uh, Fraser today, mm-hmm. uh, Marritodji. Uh, the, the, the simple, the simplest things. Well, they've obviously looked at the wasps dri- driving, driving and said, "Oh, that's going to be going to cause us some issues." And the simplest thing in the world, as soon as they landed, Marritodji Ma- just reached over, slaps the ball. He was a, was a nuisance. Hands. No, do you know what? That, that proper rugby
1: intelligence he's got. Uh, it was superb, smart, reading the game, understanding what's going on, and and
2: cutting stuff off at source. Yeah, he was absolutely uh, superb. I'm not even a big fan because I think there's too much too much hype. Uh, hype um, around him, but in fairness, he did he did really you're well like, today. You're
1: like a hipster with rugby players. Yes, like, I am. Oh,
2: he's really popular, so I'm not going to like him anymore. <laughs> well, I just don't. I just, I just don't. Haven't seen a big enough body of work to say he's really good, and I certainly haven't seen enough from him. Even today, with the performance that um, that that he showed, that if you take him out the Saracens formats he would be good enough. I think he will be.
1: He was a massive part of taking what has been a brilliantly functioning Wasps line out and just wrecking it.
2: Yeah, but I'll tell you where I'm coming from with this. If you watch how Saracens play, they don't contest contest at the ruck. They just fan out. And Mario is really becoming quite an expert wrecking spectre. Now, if you put him in an England team and Eddie Jones decides that he wants to take away the space or contest at the ruck, I don't know how... Good he's going to be going from one system to another. I'm sure he will be good enough, but, but I've just not
3: seen it. Potentially, you could have Gus, well, you will have Gustard England playing a very similar, yeah. v- like getting the best out of the players, very similar mindset,
1: and he slots right in immediately. You you mentioning Eddie Jones? I think this is the point at which my birthday present is going to come out. Uh, oh, birthday, oh, here you present go! Is going to come out because I think Eddie Jones. When he took over, first thing he did when he uh, when he took over as head coach of England is he bought himself world rugby stars top trumps.
2: Wow, is that right? To
1: help him with his uh, to help him complete his job as England head coach. So Santa Claus brought me this in my stocking. Did you boys still get little stockings?
2: Yeah, I do. And they, yeah, yeah, I do. I don't. You don't? No. Or oh, oh, Phil? Phil what do you yeah, just cash. Phil's been a bad cold hard cash. <laughs> I'm not really bothered about presents.
1: Well, I, I got, big of you. I got brought a stock in. One of the things Santa left in it was um, r- World Rugby Stars top, trunk, top trumps. And the question on the front of the pack, would you like to read that, JB? Uh, <laughs> who has the biggest tackle? <laughs> <laughs> who has the biggest tackle? Well, um, let me tell you.
2: I, I know the answer to that. <laughs> do do it's, you? It's a uh, long dog. Ah, the hard-hitting second row, Luke, Luke Charteris. Luke, Luke, Char- yes. Char-
3: Luke
1: Longdog Charteris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was a teammate of his at one point. <laughs>
1: and he does at, hit hard. At off. Bath University. Um, very big tackle. No, uh, Yeah, he does hit hard. He does <laughs> he hit hard. very hard. There we go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so, uh, uh, there's, it's normal top trumps, right? So, you know, height, caps, tries, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. the, the interesting one is the the top trump tackle rating and basically this is an out of 100 rating for the player as a whole and un- maybe unsurprisingly Richie McCaw and I've put these uh, uh, in o- in order uh, Richie McCaw gets a, a game of a- a 100 he's the best player in the top Trump pack Okay. so now we're going to have a game of higher and lower uh, uh. Uh, with some of the other players in the pack so um, Richie McCaw 100 so you know the next one's going to be lower but let's just go uh, Israel Falau is is
2: lower. Okay. He's 66. 66? Yeah. Israel Falau is 66. He's yep. got to be higher than that. Israel Falau is
1: 66 in, depend- in, in this yeah. game. Now, higher or lower, Jim Hamilton. Israel Falau, Jim <laughs> Hamilton. Higher or lower.
3: lower. Right, so Jay's going lower. I'm going to say
2: higher. Jim Hamilton I'm going to say I I will boycott this game (laughs) (laughs) Jim (laughs) Hamilton is higher than (laughs) Israel Flower. we're done already Jim (laughs)
1: Hamilton is higher than Israel
2: Flower. how
1: right Jim Hamilton 85 (laughs) right okay Jim Hamilton 85 higher or lower Julian Surveyor Well, lower He's got to be lower, it's got 80, to be lower. 85 is higher. Uh,
2: clearly this is skewed 4 isn't it? Yes uh, I think so
1: Julian Surveyor is lower he's
2: 76 76, 76. Okay. Well, so go. I'm starting up a rugby team tomorrow right to play uh, I've got a new expansion franchise for Super Rugby yeah. I want Jim Hamilton according to those cause over both Julian Surveyor and Israel Folau Yes no, oh. uh, Chris Robshaw Oh f- uh, lower definitely lower 5 <laughs> <laughs> Phil? He's got to
1: be higher He's lower 60 <laughs> <Chris>
3: <laughs> so oh, <sure>. Jim Hamilton's, <laughs> Jim <laughs> Hamilton's tackling is 25% better than
1: the Chris bit. Robshaw it's not, it's not tackling It's just an overall score out of 100 oh, As a player It's not tackling it's I just thought overall. it was as a player oh, this is, It's oh, just sorry. an overall score Like, a, like an overall sco- score
3: as a player Sorry, I thought this was their tackling No This, this, is, is, oh, right. this, this is their overall score So Jim Hamilton Who can't even get in the, the Scotland squad
1: well, he retired, and he but yeah, he's he can't he retire because the sour- he, too yeah. good. He's too yeah. good. Yeah, clearly that's the reason he's too good. So Chris Robshaw's sixty, Ebenezer Beth.
2: Oh, oh, he's going to be high. He's, he's got to be high. Uh, and this athletic. is athletic. There's some sort of algorithm going on here, isn't there? With the you know, high, tall players obviously score higher, that kind yeah. of thing. So,
3: but
1: many Falao, was tall. He's six five. Yeah, but hmm.
3: Ebenezer uh,
2: is
1: the same as Chris Robshaw, both sixty. <laughs> Uh, There's going to be some very confused children
3: growing up, right? Yeah, but even S. M. is is a worse
1: second rule than Jim Hamilton. Yeah, the cards
3: considerably. The cards cards say it. Yeah, the cards
2: don't lie
1: substantially. Uh, Now, Adam Ashley Cooper.
2: Well, I mean, oh, he's he's got to be better than sixty. I I think he'll be better than sixty, but he shouldn't be better than sixty. He I is think... better
1: than sixty. He is ninety-four. Yeah, Adam Ashley Cooper oh, ninety-four. Hang on, Dan, so, Dan Carter. So <laughs> Dan Carter. Dan Carter. I, I, well, Dan Carter is
3: no, he's going to be a, a, like ninety-nine or something. Well, if Richard McCall's one hundred. Dan Carter is a better player than Richard uh, 100.
1: 101 Dan, oh, Dan Carter is lower than Adam Ashley Cooper at what, Na- ninety-one. Oh, still good. Uh, still still pretty good but only six better than Jim Hamilton <laughs> now Matthew Bastereau who made these cards Jim oh. Hamilton Matthew Bastereau have a guess what you Mrs Hamilton
2: be. made these cards yeah? Bastereau 35 no because he's so heavy his overall score will go up Four,
1: no he's 40 Phil wasn't far off <laughs> what <laughs> right a few others Michael Hooper was 59 oh. Jim Hamilton 85 Michael Hooper 59 and Willie LaRue is almost only a third of the player of Jim Hamilton Willie LaRue is 30 <laughs> (laughs) Out of (laughs) 100 I think that is actually
2: a fact (laughs) (laughs) I mean He probably is only a third Size wise
1: Here's the reason Right Here's the reason I think Eddie Jones has used this Because we had the the rumours About Dylan Hartley Being the England captain Dylan Hartley is the highest Ranked England player In this deck of cards Ah. With 77 He's also I think I'm right in saying He's the most capped
3: England player Who's currently playing 66 caps According to this card it might be Has- Haskell might have one or two more, hmm. but it's, th- it's those two are right up there.
1: So there you go, uh, Eddie, that's that's wow. wh- that's why Eddie Jones wants to make him captain because according to Top Trumps, he is uh, he is the best Englishman uh, who, who is involved, and also. Um, what he's also going to do is hope that Jim Hamilton stays retired for another few years and then tries to tease him out of retirement as a naturalised Englishman. Um <laughs> well, he was born uh, in England, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he doesn't need to. Um, as the best second row I- in the world. My <laughs> word.
3: And 25% better than Eben Yeah. Beth.
1: Yeah. There we go. Anyway.
2: Wow. Here's another... I'm staggered from that last round. Yeah,
1: right. Well, here's one little thing... Did you see the exchange between BOD and Adam Ashley Cooper? Yes, I mean, I BOD should have read that that pack of top chunks and realised Adam Ashley Cooper is about the third best player in on planet Earth right now. So Brian O'Driscoll, uh, Adam Ashley Cooper, sorry, took issue with something Brian O'Driscoll said. Uh, Brian O'Driscoll had a quote attributed to him that said, you have to weigh up everything and money is going to become a really big factor in Adam Ashley Cooper going to Bordeaux. He didn't go there to win top 14 titles. He went there for a bit of sunshine and a bit of cash. Uh, Adam Ashley Cooper said I strongly disagree with this uh, Brian O'Driscoll defended himself And says uh, That quote's incorrect And anyway there's no, there's no shame In going for a bit of money um, and To which Adam Ashley Cooper replied Well I guess there's no shame In playing your last two seasons Hanging on for the cash then either To which Bod replied "Oh, Actually A Lions series Six Nations And two Pro-12s The few Bob Was an added bonus Yeah. Adam Ashley Cooper fired back Thanks for your rugby CV mate Well done on those achievements um, oh. Oh. And well, then Tasty There was the video well
3: there's, well there's more Have you seen the AAC video to finish it off Can we get it We should be able to Yeah YouTube is it uh, I've seen it on Twitter Let me get it
2: When are they going to go for one of those um, Awkward pints like Austin Healy went for With Justin Harrison <laughs> <laughs> they filmed them having a pint. <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh. Oh, by the way, thank you, Phil. Uh, yes, I have read. I'm well over halfway of the House of Lancaster book. Oh, Stuart Lancaster autobiography. Uh, I'll tell you how no, fascinating book I. Not an autobiography, it. a biography. biography. Yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, like there's, there's warning signs all over all over the book at the start, like Stuart Lancaster. Comes across incredibly well, as you would in his own biography. But there's things like he was always kind of second best. He was second best in Leeds. He was second best. In, in fact, his whole career, even the biographer says, uh, once again, Stuart endeavoured and just came up short, which is very worrying. Oh, sorry. This
1: is-, um, is this of Raster Cooper? Uh, is it him. It might be. Where he, uh... Oh, he's he's making it rain. Oh, like, no. Look, he's making yeah. it rain. Yeah, we've got it. Yeah, make it rain.
2: The horrible burgundy lockers.
1: That's, that's uh, banter flying around already, all over lads. the place, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite like that as a response.
2: <laughs> I like it a lot.
1: So, 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 Stuart Lancaster. Sorry. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. So there was some really interesting bit, bits, and in some. Uh, a lot of stuff which you can learn about about the mindset of England. But one of the things which worried me is they came to some conclusions early. And because they had the answer... Sorry, it's kind of a correlation-causation thing, Okay, So Stuart Lancaster, when he pitched for the job, did a presentation which was meant to be mind-blowing. He did a really, really in-depth presentation. One of the things he said is that World Cup-winning teams have a lot of caps. So then he listed the caps of all all World Cup-winning teams... But unfortunately, the conclusion they came to from that wasn't "let's pick players with caps." It's "let's pick players who aren't ca- who aren't capped." And by the time he gets the World Cup, if we give these players enough caps, they will win the World Cup, which strikes me as a horribly flawed idea. Uh, yeah, I've read that that whole is six
3: hundred and thirty caps yeah. or something is is the key number. Um, but it is it's it's not just the caps. Because there'll be loads of teams, like the Scotland squad will have 630 caps, the the, the Georgian squad exactly. might have 630 caps. It's not the caps themselves, it's the quality of the players and the top teams, because it's always been, well there's only four teams who's ever, who have ever won the World Cup. The quality of the players, the quality of the players who will get to that many caps playing for those teams... Yeah that's what it is
1: yeah that, that's like reverse engineering a, f- a kind of formula in some way you can't go 630 caps so we need to engineer a way that we've got 630 no it's the 630 caps as a consequence of being superb players over an extended period of time linking up with good partnerships yeah, good team ethics and all the rest of it and, I would but, say
3: he, he's also Lancaster has kind of so th- one of the things you just said it there good partnerships and consistent partnerships and Lancaster shut himself in the foot with that because he had a consistent partnership and he he, he continually changed them mm. so in the Six Nations he had Ford, Burrell and Joseph who were playing really well and then he drops Burrell completely and then he drops Ford in the second game in the World Cup. So you take away that consistency in those partnerships. It's just
2: Yeah the more I read it, the more it contradicts himself. It's sort of, I the more I pick out the information that I want to back up my own arguments. <laughs> but effectively <laughs> I've come to this conclusion which he's a good guy, very good coach, just not an international level thinker. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's And he's I'm done gonna... a lot of good things, I think. Yeah, it's it's well worth reading. And the name that comes up over and over again is Mike Tyndall, weirdly. Really? Everything that goes wrong with England tends to be from Mike Uh. Tyndall. The start bit, when they're putting the boot boot, boot into Johnson, is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Wow. So So it starts in the aftermath of the 2011, where
3: Johnson and Tyndall were the real villains, weren't they? Yeah. Uh,
2: It's really, really good.
1: (laughs) Well, there you go. Ringing endorsement of, of uh, something that Stuart Lancaster has been involved in anyway from JB. <laughs> Poor old <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> I'll tell you what, because we just mentioned AAC. got a little question for you. Because if you took a literal approach to Boxing Day, then maybe, rather than a little funny video making it rain from uh, Adam Ashley Cooper, they could have just got in the ring. Oh, I'd love to see that. And had a fight. Bod versus, Bod versus AAC. Who do you reckon would come out on top in that one? Well, now... Bod. Bod. Yeah. Bod. Bod is just... Mm, tougher, yeah, he, more nuggety. He had that screw loose kind of. He could, yeah, he could have been a seven. Didn't Kevin of like gouging one.
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. He said he's
2: so fired up for a game when Wales won the Grand Slam, the one Gavin Henson was involved in. Hence the best one.
3: Oh, I've, no, I've never really seen Bod do anything dirty. He's, he's mm. always been, but he's just very well put together and solid, isn't it? like solid. Yeah. For, like you say, he could have been a seven because his yeah. defense and his work over the ball. But was it was so in the good. Gavin
2: Henson book, so I assume it's fine. <laughs> <It's>, oh yeah, <laughs> of course.
1: Uh, but what other two rugby players would you like to see in a literal take on Boxing Day? Get in the ring and have a fight. Ford Farrell. Oh, Farrell, oh, Farrell way, would take it. Take
2: uh, it oh, hang on. I, I want a really weak one. I, Okay, I've got one for you. Joe Ford, Reese Priestland. <laughs> Joe, Joe Ford, Joe Reese Priestland. <laughs> some of not, builds. Not George Ford. No, no, Joe Ford. <laughs> uh, Try to think of some more bad matchups for. Um, or, no, even matchups. Matt Stevens versus Matthew Bastereau. Oh, oh Matt Stevens. No, Matt B- Stevens a batter a uh, BJJ champion. Yeah, exactly. Or is it judo? A-, a judo, but I think he has got some jujitsu going on there. Uh, who would be the other one? Mike Brown versus who?
3: Ooh, who else is angry? Uh, but of similar similar size. Uh, was... Oh Liam Williams. Ooh, oh, Natalie, Liam Williams would definitely
1: matchup. win that.
2: Do you reckon? Yeah. Were, uh, well, he's such a scumbag. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> Ooh, that's a very, that's a very good one. Mm. Um, right
1: Brian Majati
2: and
1: uh, Phil Heath. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brian Majati. Who's <laughs> Phil Heath? He's a world bo- bodybuilding champion. <laughs> Or Kai Green. <laughs>
1: oh, I've missed all that they. The Christmas. Or th- oh, World's me, Strongest Man. For me, Christmas, I remember as a kid always watching over over the Christmas holidays World's Strongest Man with my dad every Christmas. We used to
2: love it. I haven't watched any of it this year. I joined with the Strong Man up in uh, Elite Gym in in, in, in Stockport. Uh, and I think there's the, the way. Groups are under 100 kgs, and then over 100 kgs. He's 112, and the guys he oh, competes again, against are like 140. It's ridiculous. 140 yeah. is like light. Yeah, for, once you're in like the upper, like the free division or what do you call it, open?
1: Who was that guy that played so, in the um, that charity rugby match? Terry.
2: Terry Holland. Terry, Terry Holland is on rugby, was, rugby tonight tomorrow.
1: Oh, is he? Or yeah. today? Depending on when
3: you're listening to this. He yeah. was. He's like six eight or six nine. a
1: 190 kg. Yeah, he, he was. right a video the, of him doing like a 400k deadlift or something. Recently, is, it, is that it, all?
3: Here you go, Brian Shaw, who's won uh, three out of three out of the last five World's Strongest Man. He is six
1: foot eight and 199.5 kg. Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> wow! And um, one final question then: Like, is there anyone in the world of rugby who could get into the ring and come out victorious against Sonny Bill Williams? I reckon there's plenty, Ooh. you know. I reckon there's plenty. That's a good question. Mamuka Gorgodza could just, like... Just, he'd just yeah. need no. one, he'd just Mamuka need Mamuka one God
2: hit. need one He'd soak it all up like <laughs> <laughs> like Rocky. Uh, M- M- Mamuka Gorgodza's mate, the six from, from, from Claremont, is now officially, in my mind, rugby's hardest man, just because of how he looks. That, <laughs> so, that so, picture with a gold chain. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, straight from central casting. Um, <laughs> no, no,
1: sorry. I, I should just refer, uh, talk about who you're referring to there. You are talking about... What's his name? Oh, there it is, v- uh, Victor Kolarishvili. Co-
2: uh, yeah, uh, I think he, yeah, he's a very very good player. <laughs> he's tra- training in a gold chain. That is a ludicrous picture, isn't it? <laughs> right, Tim. Do you want to have a go at, um, at my new feature, the Wheel of Rugby? Oh yeah, let's do that. Let's All do right, that. let's get into Wheel of Rugby mode then. In the dungeon.
1: Uh, okay. Oh hold on, you need some music for this, do you? Uh. What, what's the, what's this, JB? Oh, I, th- I was going to make a, a beautiful segue from uh, you talking about hard men of rugby and then into some of the hits Billy Vanapola put in for Saracens mm-hmm. um, he put, uh, just while you're getting the music ready he put in some absolutely monumental hits in that game and Sarri's again doing what the Borg does Yeah. finding the weak points coming out on top there we go
2: what has just happened we're we're now in quiz mode
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I need to explain this because it's obviously a podcast individual thing JB just hit a button on his iPad I was expecting some music to come out oh no and the lights turn from white to red
2: yeah a a new feature to the uh, rugby dungeon my Philips Hue system so let's give this got, uh,
1: the dungeon is turned red
2: yeah it's cool isn't it seedy it is very seedy it,
1: it looks even seedier because you, you've still got that mirror in the corner <laughs> at least the camcorder's gone
2: yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah let's also, uh, guys uh, let's focus on the rugby yeah? <laughs> so here's how the here's how the wheel of rugby is going to work Yeah, I spin the wheel Tim's going to argue one side of an argument Phil's going to argue the other side in a very short, in very very short snaps, and I'm going to decide who wins the argument. So, what's uh, the what's the wheel exactly? What's on the wheel? Is it just picking
1: Tim or films? Um, oh, questions. Oh, questions.
2: Oh yeah. Debate topics. So I have four, and I should have five, but never mind. Go okay. On. Right. So four. let's give us a go. Oh oh. Oh, OK. So, back up Hobbs, who are most likely... who is most likely to win the job. You're going to argue for Rhys Priestland. You're going to argue for Rodri Jackson of Wasps. Tim first. Who are most likely to get the job. Get Most, li- most likely to kick out the incumbent. Oh, well... Jimmy Gopith, I mean, we've seen
1: him unleash uh, some of his backline, but you see, the ground gets a little bit stodgier, and he's uh, and he's he's one dimensional. He, he can kick, he can kick, and that's it. And actually, you if you want to unleash the likes of Elliot Daly and when he gets back, Christian Wade and Pierre Tau and Rob Miller and the likes of that, you need someone that's going to do something a bit more unpredictable. And people have sussed wasps out now after the first month, so they need someone much more unpredictable. And uh, Jackson has got those skills in abundance. Ford. Ah, mm. Sorry, uh,
3: Priestland Priestland has got the, the huge advantage Of spending 10-12 weeks a year Training and playing with the best fly half in the world
2: Yes, that is true Dan Bigger Correct. So he
3: can learn he can, If he's one step, one yard behind Dan Bigger In everything he does He's kicking, his passing, his tackling Which he can be by training and playing with him He will be the second best fly half in the world And oust
2: George Ford Makes sense, makes sense. Okay, well, Tim wins that on account yeah. that Dan Bigger has actually ruined Reese Priestland's life. And even <laughs> Even the sight of Dan Bigger makes Reese P- P- Priestland uh, quake. So we'll have one, one more in the Wheel of Rugby. I hope it goes blue. oh, w- oh, 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 oh. How's it gone faster again? Oh, better club seven and captain. You can argue James Haskell
1: yeah,
3: That's me
2: <laughs> this, is, this is not fair <laughs> You this can argue is... Chris Robshaw Go on Chris Robshaw
3: You go Chris uh, Chris Robshaw actually will play 7 Because G- he is the best 7 Besides Dave Ward in Harlequins And Dave Ward will be starting a hooker Whereas the Hask will be playing 6 Because George Smith is not only the best 7 In Wasps He's actually the best 7 in England And probably the best 7 in Europe as things stand. And address the captaincy as well. Um, Rob Shaw has got a huge amount of experience and he's a very intelligent player. Something that, unfortunately, I cannot say about James
1: Haskell. Uh, I just want to stick up for the Hask here. I've got to say, you know, let me deal with the two things. So firstly, the playing seven. Um, I can't deny George Smith is an outstanding open side flanker. You might think I'm going to ruin my own argument here. But no, because captaincy is so much more than that. How many times have we seen a captain get more out of his team than than, than he can as a player on his own? And the Hask has so much banter flying around. So much banter. <laughs> so much banter <laughs> flying around uh, that he inspires so much in his fellow teammates that it's worth just sacking George Smith. In fact, (laughs) no, not sacking him because then another team could pick him up. This is ridiculous. Sack the best seven. (laughs) It's worth not picking George Smith and paying him to sit on the bench Mm. just so no one else can have him. Just so you get that leadership quality of the Hask. And also running upright is underrated look at how they look, look at look rugby at league they, it works for rugby league look at how they do in rugby league they run so upright exactly. and the hask is there and I know that when there's someone I need to run into a post protector and bounce off
2: <laughs> that'll be the husk exactly Leads by example I can't win that one uh, t- Tim wins up because Casper <laughs> is a better flanker. I think you're not judging. I've <laughs> only got on the merits of the argument. Nothing personal. Uh, <laughs> nothing personal against Chris Robshaw. Nothing personal against Chris Robshaw. And Chris Robshaw won't, won't play seven because Clifford will play seven or Wallace will play seven. I actually think Clifford's a better six or um, possibly a long-term eight.
1: Well, Austin Healy, as I, I think he's just trying to get a rise. I don't know if he's being genuine or not. Well, I no, mean, he probably is. I think I'll take him at his word. But he thinks Jack Knoll is the answer to England's 7th situation. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Uh, was, was that not a, a typo, a mistake? He said, he, thinks, he said it won't happen and it might be too much of a maverick choice. But what? He thinks Jack Knoll has the perfect skill set to be England's solution at seven. Jack Knoll? Jack Knoll. Jack Knoll
3: has got very good feet he... and he's pretty quick. His defence his defense is not his strongest part of his game. Never mind his breakdown work. Uh, would you want one, one more? Or shall
2: we call it a day on the wheel of rugby? Let's go save some for next time. I've yeah. got loads. I've, I've got loads I've,
1: I've won 2-0, although I didn't deserve to win the Haskell. I think I, you that, did. That was... Well
2: look look, I'm judge and jury here, so <laughs> <laughs> I think in the future the Wheel of Rugby is gonna have loaded arguments. Which I'm gonna make you argue and then pick what you know, pick what I believed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Best winger Miles Benjamin, Julian Savia, argue. <laughs> A, fanat- a fanatic a Save fanatic
1: it is- I, might, I might need some next week To come up with an argument For Miles Benjamin So save it A fanatic I like is- it though As is a game someone- a fanatic is someone Who uh,
2: Won't change the subject And can't change their mind Exactly JB um,
1: you, are, you are a rugby fundamentalist
2: I am And with that <laughs> We'll now go back into podcast mode there you go boys oh and the white lights are
1: back on this is incredible JB we need to start videoing these podcasts if you're (laughs) going to make this much effort (laughs) (laughs) alright so uh, the Borg continue do you want to get your sound effect ready for the Borg certainly do
2: a a bit of a longer one today but they deserve it yeah (laughs) they did Uh,
1: they just did what series have been doing all the time and they did what they do
2: they are incredible. They are just incredible. I've now come to a new theory with Saracens, which is you can't beat them by being good at what you do. Because if you're good at something, like wasps m- might be good at a driving, driving mall or something. And you have got quick outside backs. Yeah. They will just shut that down. Or they'll just they'll... An- analyse it and find a way to beat it. So mm. the only way that you can beat Saracens is by playing basically an unpredictable game plan every week, which is really difficult. It makes sense now. Go on.
3: That is why Toulon signed Quaid Cooper. Why? Because he's unpredictable. Because he's... Because that is... That's only... So Saracens, after a couple of attempts at beating Toulon, will have worked out the way to beat them. So the only way that Toulon can beat Saracens is to not play like Toulon. And and sign Quaid Quaid Cooper. Cooper. That's why they got him
2: not done bigger. That oh meant, yes. wow
1: so they got him for just purely to two them. games yep. home and away against Saracens or if, if, well, if, the final or the, all the final. final
2: against Saracens if you want to beat yeah. Saracens you have to be so good at what you do that you can let them know what you're going to do and then just do it anyway like too long because they are so powerful yeah. that's the only way the other alternative is daunting which is you have to be a brilliant all round rugby team and be able to play one way just as good as the next I'll give you some great examples Bath uh, will play marvellous attacking rugby Last year, with it sort of like the, the the little pods of four outside of the nine, and do, do. then then the wind and rain comes and they'll flip and they'll play their forward game and rumble it over and win that way. But then Saracens in the final just said, "Oh yeah, we've seen this on video, and this, and we'll just defend it." And the worrying thing as well is, but Wasps are starting to get on the on the forward foot. Now, there's no team in the Premiership I, I think at the moment who is attackingly exciting as Wasps. They are looking no great. Team at Let's the just same remember
1: pace. they missed they missed George Smith, who would have disrupted. I mean, he's a big ball carrier, but also did, would have disrupted the Saracens back row. And they missed Nathan Hughes, who is yeah, yeah. Is, I, I is, completely is, agree with that. I mean, he was missed. described this week as the form player in
2: Europe but by by Brian Address. They just li- yep. they they give you about I don't know three or uh, maybe two or three minutes of you going forward. They just make some small adjustments. And for those three minutes, you think, we're doing all right here. Newcastle had 16 phases Mm. when they went forward by about 20 20 metres. And then for for the next 10 phases, just were marched back continually. This even happened to Wasps. They are such a good team. I cannot speak more highly of Saracens.
1: We we can speak equally highly of Exeter Chiefs, who it was looking a bit dicey for them. And Sale Sharks putting a really good account of themselves. But the the pressure told and Exeter Chiefs in the second half stretched their lead. Um, there's been lots of Exeter Chiefs fans getting in touch with us at Rugby Podcast on Twitter and just talking up how well Will Chudley is playing at scrum half. Yeah, and if you were picking on form, he would have an
2: outside shout at an England squad. Well, spot. it's completely blank slate now, and you can guarantee. I mean, the seven Eddie Joneses, which there are because he's at every game, will be definitely <laughs> picking. You know, picking from a, com- you know, a completely fresh set of circumstances. So- he's a
3: very, very good player. He, I'm sure he was up there. Uh, In the top uh, appearances last season Mm. And he he kind of flew under the radar A
2: a little bit But he's just He's very consistent I think that's what's happened To a lot of Exeter players With them being a so-called Untrendy club Their players get overlooked But once a few of them Get recognition all the others will start to get rec- recognition now. Yeah. So Ch- Ch- Chuddy's probably a pretty good shout for an England tra- training tra- uh, training squad place.
1: I'd say Exeter and Leicester are very similar. Again, when you look at the team list, I mean, I'm just looking at it here, and you know, a front row of Moon Yendal Francis is is no great shakes. No. Uh, Armand and Mitch Lee's that from London, uh, they got him from London Welsh. Don Armand, they you know. Signed a couple of years ago, uh, kind of under the radar, and then there's still names you like know Hill, Witten, Dolman, that, and Steenson even that aren't you don't think of them as the uh, anywhere near the best in their position
2: no. in 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 the league, and uh, you'd say the same of Leicester when you look at their lineup. I genuinely think Steen, I genuinely think Steenson would be a good shout to go back to a province and fight fight for the island shirt. But as we spoke about last week, yeah. he's thirty-one, thirty-two. Yeah, good shout, but. You know, uh, Sexton's out of sorts, and the other Irish fly halves basically filming with dread. <laughs> Jackson,
1: and and with le- and right. with Leicester, I no, was I was <laughs> I was keeping up to speed with the the Leicester game, some of the updates that were happening online. And at one point, it said, "Number nineteen De Chavez replaces number four Barrow," and I thought that says everything. That's not top quality I don't even know who Barrow is H- Do- H- Dom, Dom Barrow Durrey, was at Newcastle? Uh,
3: former Leeds, Leeds, Leeds yes. Academy, then Newcastle. There. Yeah. And Leicester. Yeah, good right, luck. England under-20s.
1: Yeah, good good luck. But yeah, I, when I saw that, I thought, wow, Leicester are d- doing amazingly well, bearing in mind that that's some of the players that they've got in their team. Uh, I don't mention this, last podcast. They've remarked out their pitches at l- uh, Leicester. Made it wider, yeah. Yeah, made it wider.
2: Yeah. That Weird. That is astonishing for Leicester. But it suits the rugby, and it suits the players they've got. Well, it also lets <laughs> you know that the, 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 the Miles Benjamin must be getting close to hell. <laughs> 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 now,
3: Vianu and uh, Peter Beatham. Are great, great acquisitions.
2: Really, really handy players. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're very big on on the analyticals there, which is why they've ended up with these two guys who I've not really heard of prior to them showing up. Beetham played a bit for the Waratahs. Yeah, but Vianu. was that like their choice? Yeah, it never. you, you never left the world. No, and so no, no. It...
3: no. And Vianu has kind of played some uh,
2: lower-level stuff in New Zealand. <laughs> And Yeah, <laughs> all these guys. Well, I'll give you an, another signing, which is just like that. Um, I was going to say Michael Rhodes. Is it Michael Rhodes? Saracens. Michael Rhodes, yeah. Saracen Six. But formerly of the Stormers. Uh, but who? I mean, does he have a South Africa cap? Uh, this no. guy shows up. He's no. twenty-seven. He's six-foot twenty or something. Uh, <laughs> and it's just just an absolute animal, absolute animal. No one even knows who he is another unknown South African. You just fit, fits into the Borg uh,
1: elsewhere because we will have to get onto this weekend's rugby shortly. I mean, the the, the Munster Leinster match in the Pro 12 threw up a convincing win again. That was another one where it was tight at half time There were a lot of games that were tight, and mm. then the last twenty minutes were were kind of crucial. But Munster are having a
2: stinker of a season, really, by their by their standards. Did you hear yeah. the um, the interview by uh, Foley after the Leicester game? The, it Leicester? the Leicester game at home. Thought he was going to cry. Oh, he—he he was, yeah, he—he he was.
3: It was di- awful. Distraught, he, he, and it's a mix of being horrifically
2: upset and furiously angry. Uh, but also, he seemed to lack any clarity or ideas. <laughs> it, it was like, well, in minister, we don't rebuild. Well, you're going to have to rebuild because this this isn't working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell you, another great game. Well, a good game. Let's say a good game. <laughs> a game. There aren't any great games in the Pro 12. But <laughs> Ospreys versus Scarlets was very, very good. Two teams that like to play attacking rugby. Uh, so we keep on being told. I don't know what this attacking rugby actually means. I mean, uh, what, what, they like to throw, throw, throw it about a bit? Yeah, uh, rather than keep it tight in the forward. Cl- it's such a cliché. Um, but yes, actually, they did play some very some very nice rugby Uh and Shingler missed a last-minute penalty Ooh. Uh, to win the game. Mm. Ooh. But uh, I as I was half watching it, and it looked very, very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I was drunk. Glow,
3: <laughs> glowing recommendations. <Yeah. laughs> I, I was d- drunk. A drunk JB half watched a Pro Tour game. Yeah, <laughs> and it looked okay. <laughs> it looked it looked reasonable. It looked like they played before. Um, just one point I want to make about the Wasps Saracens game. Uh, another player that we've been. Uh, thank you. Yes. David. it's okay. Another player that we've been uh, really talking up, Elliot Daly. This was this was a good example of his weaknesses because his defensive positioning for the Duncan-Taylor uh, Dun- Duncan yeah. try, yeah. he really got showed up, and that was one Don- of the simplest moves you can possibly... It was such a rubbish move, actually. <laughs> <It's> such- <laughs> that is like under 10's move, <laughs> and he got completely flat-footed, completely out of position, and Taylor, who's not the quickest
1: and you've you've been quite um, complimentary generally about Jonathan Joseph as a defensive player for someone of his size
3: he's good he's intelligent reads the position well and he very rarely misses tackles he he may give a few yards away but I would happily take a few yards conceded but the tackle made then
2: well 40, 50 yards and a try can I make a quick point about Elliot Daly and link it to some transfer speculation apparently Lee Halfpenny if he doesn't go back to Wales is heading to Wasps They're, they're one of uh, five or so or seven clubs who are looking to sign him. I mean, yeah. I I hear that the that Wasps are the are the leaders though. If he doesn't go back to Wales, I don't think he will go back to Wales. So say Wasps are the leaders. If you got Elliot Daly in the team, would you want Lee Halfpenny? Because I think Lee Halfpenny gets in the Welsh team because one of the worst kept secrets in the world is he can't really catch. and He's not very good at passing, um, but, but he can kick. But he, Elliot Daly's there, he does the same thing. He, the kicking, yes, but
3: the I think you'd go very well. Because one of the weaknesses of Wasps, particularly when you've got Christian Wade, is his defensive positioning. Whereas the the other big strength of Lee Halfpenny is his defensive positioning, which allows oh, no, allowed the two Welsh mm-hmm. wingers to be flat, which gives him more people in the defensive line because he can cover basically the whole pitch because he reads the play so well. So you can use that to uh, account for Christian Wade's weaknesses. And also, it confirms that Charles Piatow will be going to Ulster. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Charles Piatow will not go to Ulster. <laughs>
2: Although, if half any signs, I, I will give you that one. Maybe half should go to Ulster. Would you take that? No. No. God, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, well, uh, I mean, Bo, Trimble and
3: Gilroy all have superb uh, defensive positioning.
1: Mm. Watch yeah, out do, for Ulster they? 20. Ulster 2017. That's what I'm hearing. With Piatow. Yeah, uh, right. We should get into the rugby for this season, uh, for this week's season, this weekend. Then um, the games starting in earnest on Friday in the Aviva Premiership when Northampton host Exeter uh, Saints. Do you see them stopping the rot at home to Exeter? They'll be better at home. If it was another team, no. you,
3: if it was another team, I'd say if they were playing Wasps, for example, who've had uh, some mixed results recently, I'd say yes, Exeter. Mm. I don't think Northampton will. I think they're all out of sorts. Mm. And apart from, as I said before, Tamirna Harrison, who was a- outstanding and could well have been man of the match even in the losing team, besides that, no, I think Exeter are going to win this.
2: I, w- I think the wheels are going to come off Exeter, unfortunately, but not not in this game. I think this game will be okay for them. So, Exeter to beat Saints at the Gordons.
1: I'm going to go with Exeter on the road as well. Mm. Good, good um, odds on that. Yeah. yeah. It's more derbies in the Pro 12. So, Ospreys face Dragons on Friday in the afternoon on Friday. Mm. Um, Blues play face Scarlets, 5 pm kickoff in that one. And Leinster um 5 pm kickoff in that one.
2: Yeah, I, I think.
3: Uh, Three home wins. Home wins. Uh,
1: and then on to Saturday, the Aviva Premiership. Gloucester play London Irish. Tim I'll go with whatever you say here I I th- Kings home Gloucester are pretty tough to beat yeah um any whatever the team London Irish will be buoyed. I think they'll be much more competitive you probably have to go Gloucester to edge that but if London Irish get a bonus point out of the game mm. then that's a good result
3: yeah so Gloucester to win Irish to get a bonus point Falcons bath yeah
2: Newcastle bath bath but how about how much is the question 10 15 points to bath it's interesting to see that Priestland started and,
3: by all accounts, did quite well today. Shaking yeah, it up a bit. Well, shaking it up, but I would have thought you'd want to give Ford a proper rest. Not stick him on the bench, give him 10 minutes, make him warm up. The team. I, I would have thought a complete week away
2: mm. and he comes back completely refreshed. Get, get him in the mustard chinos, sit him in the stands. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Bonus point for Newcastle. Probably. Looking forward to seeing Saris
2: play Leicester. Tim credit- has clearly got a curry waiting for him.
1: <laughs> I do. I do
2: have a curry waiting for me. It's being kept warm in the oven. And <laughs> uh, this is going to be the best game of the weekend, I think. Certainly the most intriguing game. Uh, Leicester are very, very gritty, and they do have a bit of an attack going on. Um, but Saracens are Saracens. Now, one thing that you were saying
3: before gone about Saracens. They've got all the game tape and they've analysed the strengths and weaknesses. Now, Leicester have only played, well, seven, eight games in the league the way that they're playing because they're playing a completely different brand of rugby from the, what they've done mm. for, well, since since I can remember. Mm. So this might be tricky for the the Deloitte accountants who are working at Saracens crunching the numbers. Yeah. They might not have enough... Data, yeah.
1: Data, yeah. To make, a, yeah, because you know Mystic. you need a big sample size to be able to
2: create That's trends and, and yeah. causal let's links. Just, let's have a little think about Leicester's back row. I was thinking about the bias. This is one of the leading teams in in the Premiership at the moment, and they've got the third best New Zealand flanker, who actually is a very good player. So let's not um, let's not knock him too much. The other two guys came from Worcester and London, and London Welsh, and they've got a London Welsh uh, back row on the bench. Yeah, and McCaffrey might actually be in a shot in with a shot for England sounds ridiculous oh, but why wouldn't you or oh, Brendan O'Connor Brendan O'Connor
3: uh,
1: yeah. yeah yeah but they've also got Tom Croft Sarri's at home I think will nudge Sarri's for a- me. The, the Borg will continue <laughs> on, yeah. rumble on
2: yeah Sarri's at home but best game of the weekend I think yeah. I think Sarri's will score most of their points in the in the last quarter like they usually do Sale I'm 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 working at
1: Sale Wasps and this is Ooh. I think this is intriguing. Sailor, I Sale are strong at home. Wasps um Is this with BT? have been wobbling. BT sport this is this is the evening match. Um they've been wa- wobbling by their standards after you know they had that amazing win against Tillon and then they've come
2: th- crashing back down to earth a little bit. Do you know obviously you used to do like the Stadium and in Sale? Yeah. Is this kind of for you going back to Sale, is it similar to like Meeting your old girlfriend with a prettier girlfriend. Because last time you were doing the announcing for Sale, yeah. now you're rolling back with the big boys well, from uh, BT Sport. It's a little bit more. It's a little
1: <laughs> bit more than that. I was, I was the stadium announcer at Sale Sharks, and then I was told my services would not no longer be required. How uh, did How did you receive this information, Tim? Um, I received it by a text message,
2: Phil. <laughs> <laughs> we found a cheap way to read up the teams.
1: <laughs> I was not, trust, trust me, I was not expensive. I was not doing it for the money. It was just a good, good place to watch. Uh, it was a good. place. Good place to watch rugby You you used to come and stand With me in the tunnel And watch the games
2: I I cannot tell you I I mean Journalists are grizzled people They they really They really did not care About rugby whatsoever They'd turn around to me And say Who was that guy And be like Mark Quaito They honestly knew knew nothing But when I first went The thing which amazed me the most Free pies You could have as many free pies As you (laughs) actually wanted I would go through Free free pies Like no one's business I had a few free Mugs of Bovril Oh, Oh yeah We made Bovril for Who do you make Bovril for? Bayfield uh, there's a few others we as made well Bovril for, for Bayfield No it wasn't the coaching staff From Saracen Oh it, it made. was Yeah Gustard and, well, I'm uh, sure we made Sanderson for McColl
1: Bovril anyone Anyone for Bovril I couldn't hear
2: what Mark McCall was saying So I just made him a Bovril Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he whispered uh, something could, to we, me. Yeah, we couldn't hear what Mark McCall was saying, so we just went and won some more games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, uh, I, I've got a funny feeling Sale are going to win. They, they were, they were good away at Exeter. I, I think, I think they, I think they're going to win this one against Wasps. Mm, it, it does depend if Smith and Nathan Hughes are back. Uh, yes, that's
3: wasps, a massive impact. wasps
2: win. I don't think, that, I don't think Sale can stop Wasps. I think it'll be very. I don't know actually. No, I don't think they can. I'm going to go with Wasps. Okay. Ulster uh, Munster.
1: Yeah. Big win for Ulster. Uh Glasgow, Edinburgh. hmm
3: Glasgow. So Edinburgh won the, the fixture this week quite yeah. comfortably as well. Yeah, twenty so odd, twenty like odd. A double head eleven. Header. Uh but I think Glasgow yeah. will win the return leg. Like. Hmm. And
1: on to Sunday, we've got a couple of fixtures left. Worcester, Harlequins. Harlequins, Queens, But not easy though way. No,
2: no. Well, this Worcester team has shown themselves to be quite a decent outfit. Mm. Yeah.
1: They have indeed. Uh, And that pretty much rounds off our. uh, All that does round off the weekend's rugby, as far as we're concerned, the games we're interested in anyway. Do you not want to talk about Treviso Zebra? Oh, Oh, are they playing in have big derby? I've scheduled in in a good 15 minutes to chat about
2: that. (laughs) Let's go. Where do you want to start, Phil? (sighs) Can you name. Okay, I don't know any players. Yeah, I was going to say, let's play a game, right, where Tim names one player from either of these sides, then you have a go, then you have a go, and then see how far we can get. Um, Name one player playing in this game uh, Luke McLean. Uh, you could I've, have had Luke Burgess.
3: Know. Luke Burgess. Scrum- oh, the Scrum Half. Scrum Half is there. I don't the, know much. The Aussie Scrum Half.
1: Who was the guy who went from... Because he, he, he came over to Leicester and then they sent him back. B- B- oh, B- Barbieri. Barbieri.
2: Roberto Barbieri. Uh, I think I'm out of players. And there's a Samoan that plays who's quite good on the wing for the green team. Who are they? <laughs> Treviso. Treviso, yeah.
1: Tom Palmer went there. Tom
2: Palmer's, Tom Palmer's there? Palmer did. And uh, Car- Joe Carlisle former yes. Wasps oh, wasp, we're wasp, nailing this now wasp that's wasp it oh, I'm out though oh, I'm that, out I'm completely out there's a very good Samoan Islander Samoani who scored that amazing <laughs> try when they ground they all look ground. the same
3: they're all the same he's yeah, a bit they? of Samo-ini. you're talking about Jaden Hayward it could be it could be him uh, he's a Kiwi I think well, whatever, him. Samoan, isn't he? Oh, Eduardo gory the nine.
2: No, no, Tim. You're the one that said they all huddle like, in their shingle huts <laughs> and watch 10 inches <laughs> of black one, and white TVs. One TV. Yeah, oh,
1: all right. Uh, right, we'll be back next weekend. Thanks for listening. Hey, listen, leave leave a review on iTunes. Uh, leave a review. We've had some, had some funny reviews left, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to reading some of those out next time because they do entertain us. Uh, in the meantime, watch the rugby. Enjoy the rugby. Uh, thank you very much for making us the premiere rugby union podcast weekly rugby R- union podcast I'm, I'm adding the caveats because <laughs> Christmas number one in we were Christmas number one UK in the rugby weekly UK rugby union podcast we were the Christmas number one
2: yes brilliant that's a fact again three Christmases
0: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend All the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality gays wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Running.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice one, Phil. Thank you, Tim. Nice one, JB. Thank you, Tim. Happy New Year.